Change the face of your weddings, parties, family and social gatherings or any form of event with services from Jace Cakes and Floral Institute. Your number one one-stop shop in the provision of catering services, decor and event management. Jace Cakes and Floral Institute also caters for your child's future career with an excellent teaching and practical training in cake techniques, decor, floral arrangement, bridal makeup and event management. With an SHS or JHS qualification, you can enroll at Jay's Case and Floral Institute for a successful career in the culinary art industry, leading to an MVTI certificate upon completion. Locate Jay's Cakes and Floral Institute at Adringano School Junction. You can also call for your special orders and enquiries on 0208-888-044 and on the World Wide Web on www.jscakesinstitute.com. Jay's Cakes and Floral Institute, your place of excellence and innovation. No more contention. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Open your Bibles with me to the book of John chapter number 10, verse number 10. He said, the thief does not come. This is one of the greatest scriptures that was recorded about our Lord Jesus Christ as the chief shepherd of our life. He was able to explain in details by the accurate writings of his beloved John, who he said when he was speaking, someone was preaching and he was talking about his death, and others were talking. He said that he would not die as long as he has seen him. And his John the beloved was the only apostle throughout the 12 with the Judas Iscariot who betrayed Christ and hung himself and died, and Matthias who repla- replaced Judas Iscariot. And Paul became the 13th apostle, but became, did mighty works. All the apostles died a martyr death, strange and painful death. It is only John, the revelator, or John who wrote about who God, Jesus is as God, is the only one who died a natural death at an old age. He was fried in hot oil. He was beaten. He was done so many things for him to die. He was carried and thrown in the island of uh, 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 Patmos for him to die. That is where he rather was writing and was receiving revelation. And he wrote the book of Revelation. After all he said and done, he died as an apostle and he died as a missionary peaceful in his sleep. But all of them, Bartholomew was skin alive. They, like we are skinning a goat. They just peel off his skin and cut him asunder and killed him. Amen. And, and, and they crucified Paul upside down. Hallelujah. One day I will teach on that so that you will value the Christianity you and I have come to receive. But that's not what I'm teaching on today. So 
This is a very scripture that reveals to us many kinds of shepherd or voices that we have heard and will continue to hear till Jesus comes. But Jesus made a distinct declaration here in the verse number 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I don't know the Bible you are having, but some of you are looking on the screen, but if you have a Bible, you can check through your Bible on your phone, but don't look into your palm to deceive me that you are having it. (laughs) Somebody say mercy. (laughs) But if you see the Bible you are having, whether New King James or Old King James or NIV or whatever, you will realize that the statement in in John chapter 10 verse 10 begins to say that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. To steal has a comma, to kill has a comma, and to destroy has a full stop. Is that so in your, in your Bible? Okay. And then another sentence begins which says that I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Anytime you are constructing a sentence, and you have a comma, it means that you are continuing, isn't it? Okay. It is called more of a breeder. That you need to be able to breed. So that is what the news readers learn very well to be able to read effectively and efficiently. A news reader does not take for granted a comma, a semicolon, a full stop, a hyphen, and all those things. They are part of the richness of the language. Are you there with me? So anyone that understands the richness of the language takes these things very seriously. Now, in, in, in grammatic terms, you will realize that he said the thief does not come except to steal, comma, and to kill, comma, telling you that it's an event. Are, are you there with me? And then he said, when he finished, he went on to say, and to destroy it. Now, and is a conjunction that links the main perfect subject to the rest. Then when he ends there, he put a full stop. Full stop means that that is the end. So the work of the devil ends at destroying. And then the next sentence is I. So you always realize that anytime a good writer is writing, he either have to put a full stop or to change the effect of the first sentence, he might either use a full stop and begin with a new sentence to cancel the first sentence or to throw more light on the first sentence or he will put in a bat to cancel the first sentence or to negate the first sentence or you put in furthermore to throw more light or nevertheless to throw more light. But here, the writer decided to put a full stop there which means that the works of the devil cannot go beyond. So there is a limit to which the devil can operate up to. This morning, I'm speaking to you on a message of title, No More Chains. Tell the person, No More Chains. So, any activity of the devil in your life and in my life has an end. It is not a thing that continues forever. It has an end. It is a choreographed activity. It is a pre-programmed activity. It's a pre-planned activity. But that activity has an end. The church started at 7 and ends at 9.30. So by 9.30 is the end of the first service. It will not repeat itself again. Are you there with me? So whatever I preach, I'll preach a different thing 
whenever I meet you the next Sunday. Are you there with me? So the devil has an activity. His activity begins and he ends at a point. And Jesus said, where the devil ended, that is where I take over. So I wait for the devil to do his worst. Then I come in to show him that I am the last person that lasts best. I am the one that has the power to be able to finish it. I am the finisher because I am not only the beginner. I am the author and the finisher. In other words, when the devil was starting, I saw him. And when he was finishing, I saw him. But I overcame him to finish. So the devil cannot be able to destroy you once I sit down to look at you. Church. Christianity is about you knowing who you are and having faith in your God and standing irrespective of what you go through. It doesn't matter that you will not go through anything, but you should know that anything you go through has an end. It has an end. So right now, maybe you might find yourself in a very challenging situation. Yes, you turn yourself and you are not turning. You you you, you move and you are not moving. You, you want to even sigh or cry. You don't even know what mood you are in. Yes, you are in it. But the truth is that there is an end. So the hope of the believer is to always hope for that end. Your story will be better at the end. Your season will be better at the end. So the psalmist said, Mark the righteous man, his end is perfect. There is not a shipwreck end for any believer. There is not a destructive end for any believer. The devil can do his worst in any believer's life, but all the time, the end of that believer overrides the pain of that thing that has happened. That is why if you study scripture very well, you will realize that every time God overcomes the devil and the person's joy is more than the pain he has suffered. So Bible says that God will give us double for everything we have lost. Are you getting what I'm sharing with you? So it's okay for you to go to one thing or the other because life is half a seasons and life has faces and you cannot change it. You see, sometimes the problem we, we have is that we think we can change it. You think when I'm a Christian, then I don't need to go through anything. You are making a mistake. You are rather the litmus test. Hello? You see, when, 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 you, have a, when you have a chicken and you have a bacon, there are two different things here. If you are enjoying... Uh, 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 whatever, a fried chicken of, sorry, if you are enjoying an egg, a fried egg alright, on your breakfast table with some nice cheese butter or whatever in it and then you also have your bacon there you are eating two lives, do you know that? you have not thought of it (laughs) you are eating two lives one life is the life of the who the chicken are you right with me okay which is the egg you are eating the egg so you are eating a life of a chicken because out of the egg a chicken comes so you are eating a whole life when you come to the baking you are eating the life of who some of you don't know what <laughs> you are eating the life of the pig mr queen But between these two, one still have life to produce. That is the hen. Because the hen lays the egg. So yes, you will eat the egg, but the hen still will give birth to some eggs. Are you there with me? But when you take the bacon, you have 
terminated the life of the pope forever. Give me a wave. So, in this sense, one lay down his life and he cannot be recovered. But in the other sense, there is one lay his life and he can recover it. Whatever the devil takes you through, you are like the egg, you recover your life. You will never, ever perish. It can never be. Let me do a little exposition on what I've just shared. I've given you the background. Let's look at some few things here. What do we mean by chains? I said no more chains. A chain can mean a series of things or events depending on each other as it's linked together. A series of things or events that happens and is linked together. So you realize that A happens and B happens and C happens, but you see that it is like it has been rehearsed or choreographed or has been knitted together and it follows in sequence. So you get up this morning, something happened, but after now nothing happened, it continues like that. It's a chain. We call it a chain reaction. So it triggers one thing and then it follows. Are you there with me? The tree is falling and one, one tree is falling because the other relies on this one. So once it's falling, the others fall. So they all fall and then they land. It's a chain reaction. In life, you may have some chain reactions in your life. A sequence of events or series of events that comes in through your life, whether within a particular time, particular season, that continues, that you cannot do anything about, about. Are, are you there with me? And those series of events can be positive or can be negative. Am I talking to somebody here? Now, a chain can also mean a metal that has been flexibly put in together, which can be used to put in somebody's hand like an ankle. It's a chain. Or on the legs. It's a chain. Like slaves' legs and all those things. And it is flexible. Flexible in the sense that it is easily moves. So it keeps the captive a check. So when he's walking, you can see it on his feet. It's a chain. Now, the other thing also is that a chain can also somebody put it on his neck as a bracelet by the women. They are having a chain on their necks. Very nice ones and beautiful ones. Very expensive. If you're a man, you should know that your pocket have to speak before a lady can love you. Don't tell the woman I love you with only your mouth. The men are quiet. The woman, you should give me some lunch for this. And a chain also means anything that can cause a restraint or can impede you or can cause a, rest- a constraint in your life. A chain can cause a restraint. It doesn't make you to be free. Because if you see somebody who is in chain, if you want to run, he cannot run. Are you there with me? If you want to walk, you see him not. I don't know whether, I hope we've all watched this slave chain thing. You, you will realize that when they are walking, they walk this way. Now the issue, the issue is that no human being is created to walk this way. Are you there with me? So it's a limitation. But that same person take the chains off the person's leg and you see the person walking very briskly and freely because there is no hindrance and there's no limitation. So a chain is a symbol or is a representation of limitation. It's a representation of a hindrance. It prevents you from being what you want to be. It prevents you from maximizing your potential. It prevents you from attaining what you are supposed to attain. It prevents you from achieving what you are supposed to achieve. It is not because you don't have the potential. The one who was walking that way, can, you cannot tell me he or she cannot run. That a person cannot run because of the chain. But when you take off the chain, the person will be able to run. So your potential can be under stifling, not because you cannot do it, but because of a situation or a challenge that is limiting you from functioning in your right position and who you are. 
And most times, one way or the other, we all go through some chase. As I'm speaking now, there might be people here in chain. Either yours is a series of events that has, is happening in your life that you cannot do anything about and you cannot deal with. It's a worry, it's a problem for you. Yours might be a limitation or a hindrance in your life. You know what to do, but something is not there for you to be able to do what you want to do. You, you know what you have to do in your business, but maybe money has become a chain because you don't have that money to be able to inject into that business. Maybe yours is about a health challenge. Your health is failing. So though you know what to do because of that sickness, you are not able to go to work. You are not able to concentrate. You want to even go to school. You are not able to go to school because anytime you sit to study, there is a problem that is going on on your mind. When I was in the United Kingdom, before I came, I received a testimony, a three day service that we were having. I shared on the first day, Friday, no more affliction. The Saturday, I took the microphone and Lord took over. It was truly only declarations. But the Sunday morning, something happened, which I was told after. A lady has a sister here in Ghana who has finished, who was an evangelist, just finished with an MBA. Immediately she graduated with an MBA, married, she went mad. So she couldn't choose whatever she has spent the money on and so it was a problem this is somebody who loves God goes to church and they've done all that they have to do but the lady was part of the praise and worship team and I think during that series program she was interceding for the sister I might not know because she didn't tell me the situation but I received the testimony after and it was saying that the Sunday morning because the Sunday morning we entered into some serious covenant so the Sunday morning before she was coming to church she received a text message this sister woke up in the morning on Sunday morning crying and alone worshipping God and serving God and praising God and walked to church with her husband sound and fit it's a chain another testimony I received said last year when I got in there a gentleman was in the service he doesn't attend that church but he was invited to be in that service and apparently when he was in the service he didn't want to come anyway because he was devastated he was so confused about his life a deportation has been put on him by the judge and so he's supposed to be deported back to Ghana and once I was ministry and I was preaching I said after I finished I said they should also see it I don't know whatever your problem but this is what I feel in my spirit and he said he did it and I said within 10 days the Lord will visit them he went back home in less than 10 days he received a letter and the letter came the judge was apologizing and all the deportation had been revoked as I speak to you now he's a citizen of the United States of America and he can go about to do whatever he wants to do. You see, sometimes when, when some things are placed on you, it is not because you want to be under that situation. But it's because of the circumstances you find yourself. Because circumstances come from two words, which is secum and friends. Now, secum means a circle. Are you here with me? And stance means standing. So, out of secum and stance, we have circumstance. Now, in a circle, which is a cycle, a circle is a continuous line that has ended and you cannot break it. Is that right? Now, and to stand means to be in that circle. So, anytime they say, this is my circumstance, what it means, that means two things. This is what is happening around me and in which I am standing. So, if what is happening around you and which you are standing is what affects you in the circle. Are you there with me? So whatever you are standing in that is affecting you in the circle, if it is positive, it will affect you positively. 
If it is negative, it will affect you negatively. So if it's a negative circumference or circumstance, then it means that you need to believe God to break that line and create a new circumstance that will make it possible. And this morning, I prophesy over your life. Every limitation of the devil placed upon you, any barrier, any barricade, any family situation, any challenge, any business challenge, anything whatsoever, which has a name, that has placed a limitation from you and upon your life that you are not able to advance may the Lord under the sound of my voice today deliver you in the name of Jesus. May he set you free in the name of Jesus. May he set you loose in the name of Jesus. May he deliver you in the name of Jesus. May your chains be broken. May your chains be broken. A whole nation can be under chain. A family can be in, in chains. A state can be in chains. A personality can be in chains. A company can be in chains. A marriage can be in chains. It doesn't matter how you look at it. You can be in chains. Your ability not to be able to function in the place where you are supposed to function. You know who you are. You type, but do you know who I am? But the thing is that you know who I am, but somebody is feeding you. So you shut up. Amen. But when you take over, then they will know who you are. Because the trumpet will not announce his presence. You try it and then you know that it can give you a very melodious tune. And that is who you are. Tell somebody you are different than who you think you are. Now, in John chapter 10 verse 10, let me quickly share this. There are threefold agenda of the devil. You can name it four, but let me use three. First of all, the devil always come. He said, four. Let me take the four. He said, and he said, the thief does not come. He described the devil what? As thief. The thief does not what? Come. So in other words, there is a thief that comes. So the devil will always come, but the devil personality is described here as a thief. I, I want us to get the concept very right so that we can, we can know what, what, what it means to, to, to move in. Now, who is a thief? A thief is somebody that takes something that belongs to somebody by force. Hello? So the devil takes what belongs to God by force. A thief will not tell you, please, can I hold your bag for you? He will steal from you. He will steal your mobile phone. In fact, a thief can sit by you. He just, how many of you have been picked before in your pocket? <laughs> it's like you just, they hit you before you know everything is gone. You, you are in a car and they say, yes, bring your money. And then you put your head as if you don't have anything. They've gone with everything of yours. I remember this thing happened to me once, one person a time in circle. <laughs> I, I, I was born again then. Joshua Zelos. I, I went to preach somewhere. I was coming, but then I was not even a pastor. And I, I love my Muslim dress. So I was wearing it and the long one was on it. And this purse was in my pocket down and the cloth was covered. And you know that station, the one, the circle, the, is it or door now one? The one we stand by the roadside and the taxi. So I was standing there and then the trotter came in park. So I joined, I was leaving. I just sat in the car. This guy also, and sat by me. Then the driver was waiting for passengers to board. It looks like the whole thing was delaying. And he said, I said, ah, this thing is late. Let me get down. They said, oh, me too. I'm getting down. So, Lost something, but I now feel I know it's the Holy Spirit. 
I just felt like tap your pocket and see. But when I tapped it, the thing was empty. And the guy was cutting down. Somewhere, somehow, the boldness of the spirit came upon me. And I hooked him. And I said, give me my purse. I never saw him take it, but I said, give it to me. Then, he, you know the way they behave. Then he, he turned his face one to show. I don't know where the boldness came. I put up a, some shakara face and the way I was behaving, he, turned, he couldn't imagine who the person is. Then all of a sudden, some guys came around. Before I know, you know, they passed the thing in a way. But he's forgotten I have lived in Shona. In the beach, I will still fish. And the way we steal it, you don't know. You might be... Charlie. Sometimes it's good God takes you through some things. Master. So quickly when he released the water, he dropped the thing. And somebody stepped on it and passed it. And I said, this is my purse. And then they changed the dollar to Hausa. And then I countered and I told them in Hausa that if they joke, they will see what will happen to you. So when they know that this is a bro, they say, oh. The thief is a dangerous guy. He can mess your life. <laughs> look, he, he can make you look stupid in the eyes of people. It's not that they will insult you as if you don't know what you are doing. So the devil is a thief. Tell the person the devil is a thief. But I pray may you receive the boldness of the spirit after today. May you receive the boldness of, that, of the today for you to overtake the thief and take out from the thief. Everything is taken from you. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you recover everything that the thief has stolen from you. I declare you shall recover your spiritual joy. You shall recover your children. You shall recover your finances. She will recover your business. She will recover your marriage. She will recover your job. She will recover everything. Anything that the devil has taken from your hands forcefully without your consent. I declare over your life the Lord will cause you to recover it. She shall recover that thing. She shall recover that thing. She will have it back. You have it back. You have it back. You have it back. He came to kill. Let me quickly say the first thing is that is to steal. To steal, I am taking my time to explain these words because sometimes we read and, and, and just overlook the words without seeing the import of what we are reading. He said, to steal. Now, what does it mean to steal? He said, take without the owner's consent. When you are stealing, you are taking without the owner's consent. So somebody might stole your pen, stole your bag, stole your car, whatever. You take without the owner's consent. So the devil comes to take without God's consent. God did not give him the approval. What Jesus is trying to say here is that whatever the devil came to steal from you, he never gave him the approval to steal from you. He never gave him the approval to take your child. He never gave him the approval to take your marriage. He never gave him the approval to steal that husband's heart. He never gave him the approval to give you that sickness. He never gave him the approval to take up that blessing you have. He never gave him the approval for you to be sacked from the job. So don't tell me it's the devil. It is Jesus. It's God. God never gave him that approval because the devil came to take that which is not his. You hear people saying the Lord give us and the Lord take us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Go and understand that Job story very well. A man of God goes everywhere. And every time anybody, somebody's child, he said, oh, don't worry. The Lord give us, the Lord take us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Or that he knows that the Lord give us. Do you know that some deaths were not from God? Yeah. And can I preach to you the way I feel? Yeah. 
believe that sometimes we use some jargons when you are not seeing the spirit. You think everything that happened to me, God wanted it to happen to me. The Lord is not an altar of confusion. It's not an orchestration of bad things for our life. So don't let the God look so odd to think that he has he just decided to sit in heaven and design tongues and tissues for your life. Um, when he was going to be crucified, he took your tongues and my tissues and put it upon his head to show you and I that from today he has taken away the pain and the burden in our life. The enemy is our adversary. He's the one that is contending with us. So in Revelation 12, he said, Woe unto you, you poor of the earth. Even heaven rejoiced when he was cast down. He was a notorious guy. He said, rejoice heaven for the accuser of the brethren has been sent on earth. And he said, woe unto you, you that dwellers upon the earth. Because he has come with great wrath. That is why as a child of God, you need to be vigilant. So Bible says, be vigilant because the enemy, your adversary is walking about roaring as what? A lion. Seeking whom he may devour. So the thing is that if you make a mistake, just like a hen having a chicken, if a chicken becomes stubborn, the eagle, the, the, the what do you call the hawk will take the chicken away. So you need to find your shelter all the time under the wings of God. So Psalm 92 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. In Him I will trust. When my enemy comes against me, they shall fall and they will fall. For they will come in one way and they will flee seven ways. With my eyes I will see the end of the wicked. Even if they come in another way, the angels of God will bear me up and I will not hit my feet against the stone. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Awudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.